Yo, what's good? Spotify family, um, social media family, whatever platform you were tuning in on, whatever platform you came across this clip or this podcast on. Thank you for being here. Um, I am your host, Stogie Brody. Welcome to Nuff Talk Run It Podcast. Now, today um, is a special episode because I will be going into depths and deep diving on um, my time at Rolling Loud. If you guys did not know, um, I am an artist. Also, I came into this entertainment world as a musician. And, um, you know, one of the highest accolades that I've ever achieved in rap was getting to perform at Rolling Loud. That's probably my biggest um, accomplishment as an artist, as a rapper. And, you know, this is something that a lot of upcoming artists would, you know, they're dying for that position, to get in that position for that moment, um, to have that moment of being on stage at Rolling Loud. So, you know, I just wanted to share my experience because um, it might be some things that you guys could walk away with, some pros and cons. And, um, yeah, we'll just go into depth about my time there and, you know, what I liked, what I didn't like, um, what you guys might have seen happening on the Internet and whatever the case is. I One thing I will not touch on during this episode is um, uh, the fight with Lil' Kayla. I'm not going to touch on that because I wasn't around for that. Um I was with her the moment leading up until then. But uh, that's one thing I'm not going to speak on. We'll just get that out the way right now. Um, We'll get that out the way right now because I know a lot of y'all are listening for that. Um, I was getting a lot of questions that night. Um, Even till then, you know, once people find out that I was performing that day or I shared the stage with Lil' Kayla that day, you know, that's... (laughs) That's typically the second question after they find out that I shared the stage with Lil' Kayla. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to touch on that. And shouts out to the real P, the real Lil' Kayla, man. That's the homie. And shout out to her because she done gave me the biggest moment of my career. Now, let's go into it. Uh, Basically, you know, I'm living the life of a struggling artist, a starving artist in the Bay Area. And um, I'm just, you know, you know, you wake up looking for what it is that you're you're possibly going to do. And every day is waking up, pushing the agenda and the agenda is uh, try to get more exposure as a rapper, try to get more exposure as a rapper. So with that being said, I woke up one day. I said, yo, I really fucking want to perform at Rolling Loud. And it wasn't just the fact that, um, you know, I wanted to perform at Rolling Loud. Like, fucking who doesn't want to perform at Rolling Loud? If you fucking play a violin, you will want to fucking play a violin on stage at Rolling Loud. Like, whatever fucking field you're in, it doesn't matter. It was porn stars there. Like, it's porn stars there networking trying to build their brand and bring awareness to what it is that they going what they what they have going on excuse me so it's just like no matter what fucking field you're in man 
when Rolling Loud comes to your state, your town, fucking have yourself there. You might want to be there because everybody who somebody is going to be there that day that you're there. It's a lot of networking opportunities. So um, I woke up one day and I said, yo, man, I really want to fucking do this. Like, and it wasn't the fact of me wanting to do it. I wanted to perform at Rolling Loud to make you guys, me saying you guys, I mean, the viewers, the listeners, uh, my peer group, uh, friends and family. I wanted to make people take me a little bit more serious as a rapper. And I was trying to think of things, strategic things to make people take me more serious as a rapper. And one thing I can say is uh, this was just many one of many ideas that I got uh, performing at Rolling Loud or how to perform at Rolling Loud. This was just one of many ideas, man. And uh, it didn't backfire on me. It actually fell through. And from the start of it, um, I woke up. I said, yo, I want to do this. Uh, you know how Rolling Loud releases. Um, they release, uh, what is it, the lineups a couple weeks in advance. So me being a starving Bay Area artist, uh, rappers, this is something that you can pay attention to. You know, uh, it's they say payola is, is not the, the thing and not the way and it's against the law or whatever the case is. But, man, you got to pay to play to get out here, man. You pay to play to get out here. Pay to play and get your fucking name hot. So uh, I'm going to just leave it at that. I looked at the fucking bill and I said, yo, who is from the Bay Area on this bill? I fucking messaged every Bay Area artist that was on the bill for Rolling Loud. Anybody reachable because, you know, the Meg, the Stallions, the Tory Lanes, the Kodak Blacks, the Little Wayne's, Juice Worlds, all of them I shared the stage with that day also. But they wouldn't even open my fucking message on Instagram. Mind you, that's where I messaged little Kayla at. And uh, along with a lot of other Bay Area artists, I messaged them via Instagram, direct message. And um, I hit up every Bay Area artist. Um, I say, yo, I know you don't know me. Um, I kept it real short, basically, to where if the notification came up on their phone and they seen it without opening it, it's going to say how much for something. Artists, this is something that you pay attention to because you will not get fucking people to respond to you fucking spamming about your fucking mixtape. They don't give a fuck about your mixtape no matter what fucking level you're on, dog. Like, it has to be a favor for a favor. You have to be helping the artists that you're asking for help from. You got to be bringing something to the table. Now, if you don't have fucking clout, if you don't have a following, if you don't have a fan base, your money is going to have to be your fan base. Your fucking money. Okay? Now, you niggas don't like paying for nothing. I understand it. We all got fucking responsibilities. A lot of us have children, multiple children. Um, everybody has bills. You know, nobody can just live how they want to live. Uh, being a starving artist from the Bay Area, you're going to have to fucking create a wave. Now, if you don't have that, then you're going to have to use money to be your wave. 
Now, that's what I did. Me being a starving artist, I don't have a following. Nobody fucking knows me. And, you know, I don't have a fucking fan base. So I let my money do the talking. I don't fucking have no, I don't fucking have nobody. But this is what I did. I said, how much? I said, how much to open up for you at Rolling Loud? Now, I took that message and I spammed every Bay Area rapper. Every Bay Area rapper. Now, I hit their DMs. I hit their comments of their last four Instagram photos. So they'll see nothing but notifications from me saying how much. Now, rappers love money. Rappers love making money. So this is a way for me to help whoever, even though they my fucking money might not mean nothing to them. Two thousand dollars. $3,000 might not mean nothing to somebody making fucking $10,000 in fucking 20 minutes from being on stage at Rolling Loud, you know, but it's just the fact of I'm bringing something to the table. I'm not asking for you to just put me on the biggest platform and because I'm just super talented. No, it doesn't fucking work like that. And I wish it did, but it doesn't. So if you don't have a following, like, just give it a try, man. Try to invest in yourself. This is what they mean by investing in yourself. This is what they mean. Invest in yourself because uh, where do we leave off at? I don't want to I don't want to go too fast with this because, yeah, where did I leave off at? So, yeah, I spend every Bay Area rapper on the bill for Rolling Loud. How much to open up for you at Rolling Loud? Now, if this comes across, this notification comes on your iPhone what you're going to see is how much, how much for. Now, the artist reading that message might think it's a feature, so they're going to open the message. They might think it's feature money on the table, so they'll open it and read it. And um, that's basically what happened with me. Now, Lil Kayla, she was the only one to respond. She didn't have to do that. She didn't know me and I definitely didn't. I know of her. Definitely. She's the fucking hottest artist, female artist in the Bay Area. There's no female artist that has the streets other than Lil Kayla. Lil Kayla. Now, we're not talking about Kaylani, Kamaya. She's right under them. There's she's the first name that you would call if you if you can't book Kamaya or Kaylani, you're going to fucking want to book Lil Kayla. Every female knows little Kayla's songs, period. <laughs> so, like, she definitely didn't have to open my message. She didn't have to respond. She didn't have to do anything that she's been doing for me up until this day. Because she doesn't fucking know me from a can of fucking paint, man. So that is just like, I don't know. It's like the universe because she's a good hearted person. And I can tell that the industry turns her into into a savage like she she's really really like Lil Kayla she's really um she's humble she's humble as fuck yo like she humble as fuck and she's very closed off like yeah she's very closed off like you're not gonna just be around her just to be around her you gotta be contributing in some type of way that helps her also that help her to help you because 
to this day, man, Lil Kayla's been throwing me fucking alley-oops, man. She's been rocking my gear, putting other people up on my shit. She's doing big showcases in Enough Talk Running Clothing. Like, I'm doing samples, one-on-one samples for her that I'm not going to do for anybody else. Because just because, you know, she gave me the biggest moment of my career, man. It's just like, you know, she's extremely fucking humble as being the biggest fucking female rapper in the Bay Area. She's extremely fucking humble, dog. And she didn't have to do none of that for me. But she responded and she gave me a number as far as what to give her to uh, do business with her at Rolling Loud because that's what it that's what it what it actually is is a business opportunity she gave me a number uh to make it happen and I came up with that number um me and Lil Kayla met uh we we signed a contract and after signing the contract it was full-fledged um it was full-fledged rehearsals like just we went straight in straight in um I can remember a few other people being there but I remember she was really on point about what song are you doing um I need your energy up like uh I was rehearsing with Lil Kayla I was rehearsing with Lil Kayla for Rolling Loud at her house um because Rolling Loud doesn't allow uh, the locals, say if they come to Miami, they're not allowing the local rappers of Miami to come up to the venue to practice their show sets. I don't even think that like uh, the higher tier artists like Travis Scott or Young Thug, I don't think they're allowed to come do sound check. Like there's no sound check. You will have to sound check all week leading up until Rolling Loud, wherever you at, wherever you practice your shows, that's what you have to do. So um, throughout the week, um, I was meeting with little Kayla. We would run through the show set and, you know, she would let me know, you know, I need your energy up. You too, you too chill. Like what you going to wear, even down to what I'm going to wear. She was on top of it and she was on top of it. She made sure that, you know, I fucking took advantage of that moment. Because this was a big look for me. You know, she made sure that I went up there looking like I was ready for that moment. Especially by her. Because on the looks, from the outside looking in, if you're in the crowd, it's going to look like little Kayla brought Stogie Brody out. That's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like little Kayla brought Stogie Brody out for her set. So, you know, she wanted to make sure that you know, I didn't let her nor the fans down because as soon as we got up there, they were screaming Lil Kayla's name when she was when we all were still behind stage. We were still backstage and they were seeing Lil Kayla back there and they were screaming her name. And it was it was to the point to where they were really ready for her. They didn't give a fuck if I came up there or not. So, yeah, it was like we took advantage of the moment rehearsals rehearsals was real intense rehearsals was intense um and i'm so thankful of that because that was something that i needed leading up until a rehearsal date you know i was just thinking you know is this gonna fall through is little kayla gonna stop responding you know because i'm not the type to i'm not gonna keep harassing her 
I didn't want to I didn't even want her to think that I was weird in any type of way. So I didn't want to keep like bugging her about it. I didn't want to keep bugging her about the situation or the event or anything going on particular, because, you know, me being a starving artist, I'm not supposed to be there. I'm not supposed to be on stage at Rolling Loud, yet alone at Rolling Loud. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's not somewhere somebody like me is supposed to be. I got a lot of footwork to do, a lot of grinding to do before I'm at Rolling Loud, yet alone on stage. So um, the rehearsals were really intense, man. But they were when I say intense, it wasn't bad. Like Lil Kayla, she wasn't being a dictator or nothing. She was just like, yo. Turn your energy up. Turn your energy up. Like, she knows I'm laid back. She knows that af because after us uh, doing so many rehearsals and after us uh, just chopping it up in person, just chopping it up in person, she got to know a little bit more about me. I got to know a little bit more about her. Um, I had met her boyfriend. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, LJ. I had met her boyfriend at rehearsals. Um, it was it was it was like it was a moment for me. It was like rapper boot camp. It was rapper boot camp because, you know, I come from I come from fucking doing hole in the wall clubs, practicing in my garage. Fucking I don't have nobody to give me feedback like it's all me because I'm a, I'm just myself. You know, I don't have a following. So when I put new music out, there's no <laughs> there's when I put new videos out, there's no P. I don't even get people telling me it's trash like nobody fucking knows who the fuck I am in no kind of way. So, you know, just getting the feedback. I needed that. I needed the feedback of what she thought about my song, what she thought about what I wear, what she thought about my energy, how I hold the mic. So, you know, it's just like, excuse me, I, I got a text from my dog, Melly Mel the Monster. Let me go on and finish this. So, um, y'all uh, go check out Melly Mel the Monster's new tape, man, on all platforms, all platforms right now. Y'all go get that sheesh. Y'all go get water. Y'all go get everything, everything. Say let's do more, all platforms. Y'all go get all the Melly Mel's, man, but, uh. Yeah, it was like a uh, fucking rapper boot camp. I'm used to hole in the wall clubs, man. Not doing really doing too much. Not too much energy in the building. Not too many people in the building. This is what I'm used to. So, um, after fucking, you know, after rehearsing, uh, getting to know each other a little bit better, you know, it started, that started the bond. That started a, a business friendship. That started a business ship between me and Lil Kayla. Because now um, I don't necessarily do music as much. I still do, but not as much. Um, I'm full-fledged uh, clothing designer. And um, I guess you can say like social media personality because I fucking do a podcast. I fucking do like skits and shit on social medias. And um I do OnlyFans. <laughs> I do OnlyFans too. So y'all can OnlyFans throw you Brody 707. Um, so like I'm going to have, you're going to see me doing a lot of things, not just necessarily based around music. And I've always been that way. You know, I've always been that way, but I definitely needed 
uh, rapper boot camp. So uh, we'll skip past. Um, basically, like that was like my personal meet and greet with Lil Kayla was all of rehearsals, us signing a contract, uh, you know, her just chopping it up with me about about where what's going on in the moment about what how she envisions this moment going because you know this is one of the biggest moments for her career also like man it's a big moment for everybody involved so nobody will want to drop the ball especially if you fucking (laughs) giving a starving artist an opportunity to come out on your platform during your showtime and there's 45,000 people in the crowd and then you know the the rapper you're bringing out isn't ready or doesn't know the lyrics or can't dress like you know you don't want to deal with that so that's something that I needed going into the situation going up until the date of September 15th I remember this exactly September 15th for Rolling Loud and uh, I remember this exactly because September 15th was the day I fucking got fired from my job because I took off work to go perform at Rolling Loud now mind you um, I was working at CNH, Sugar Factory in Crockett, California. Um, I was working at CNH Sugar Factory, and the probation there is six months. So once you get hired, your probation period of being on that job is six months flat. You cannot miss one days of work for six months straight. Now, mind you, I hadn't missed n- not any days of work. Didn't show up late. But they're really strict about um, their probation period. You can't take off for six months once you start that job. You have to work every day you're scheduled for six months with no um, no mishaps in life. You know, you can't have any mishaps in life for six months. I don't know why those white people think that's okay. But, hey, so September 15th came. I had to take off to do Rolling Loud. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't not going to do it. I knew that that was going to be my last week at that job because I'm going to go fucking chase my dreams. Who the fuck are y'all? Um, and I was making about like 23 bucks an hour. That was the highest amount of money I've ever been paid from working uh, nine to fives. And I walked away from that shit, dog, to go chase my dreams. And I would do it over and over and over over again man like I would do it over and over and over again it was to the point to where I didn't feel bad at all and the people who was cool with me at the job they fucking wished me well and still support me to this day with my merchandise so um that's how I remember this fucking date because that was the day I got fired (laughs) The day I went to Rolling Loud, I got fired from my job for taking off to go to Rolling Loud. Um, so, yeah, man, we're we're going to uh, jump into uh, show date. We're going to jump into show date now. Um, the day of the show has come and we know that we're scheduled to perform at one o'clock, 1 p.m. Uh, the set times are out. Everybody knows what time we're going to be on stage. The live stream is up. Um, Everybody's tuning in. Now, I just remember (laughs) 
Now, this is funny, y'all, because don't fucking laugh at me, man. Don't fucking laugh. I brought... Now, Lil' Kayla, she gave me one plus one. Um, the contract came with one plus one. Me as the artist, and I get to bring one friend, or one relative, just one person can come with me. Now, I had two passes. One was for me, one was for my plus one. Of course, I brought my mom. I brought my mom, y'all. I brought my mom to Rolling Loud to come fucking rage and take ecstasy and mosh pit with you motherfuckers. And y'all scared the fuck out of her. Because as soon as I got off stage, she was gone. <laughs> she was gone. And she called me. She like, I'm going, I'm going home now. I'm going home now. I was off stage. She said she going home. Cheap Keith was on stage when mom's, when mom's left. The disrespect, y'all. How moms disrespect Chief Keith Sosa like that and walk off during Sosa set. Now, mind you, we're front stage, but let me stop moving too fast. I'm moving too fast. Spring it back a little bit. Now, <coughs> show date comes. I remember being on the way to the venue with my mother. Um, I was on the way to the venue with my mother and... Um, I think I had only had like enough talk running dad caps available. I had just got into the merchandise game. Um, I had just got into the merchandise game. I fucking only had dad caps available. The black, the black dad caps with the white logo. If you guys remember that, if you have that product, that is an OG product. I don't even have that enough talk running product. If you have that product, fucking you are family to me. You're not a fan. You're not a. You're family to me. If you have enough talk running dad cap, but yeah, I didn't have nothing going at the time. I didn't have a project out. I had a few songs, a few songs, and I was always good at making music. So I could make it look like you know I'm working on an album. I'm I'm working on a mixtape. I'm doing this, this, and that. Like the way that I market myself and the stuff that I do makes it. I like I can actually make a play out of something. So, um, I remember being on the way to the show with my mom. We get there. Um, we see Jordan Carter. Uh, we see Undisputed. Shout out Undisputed. Y'all go check him out on Instagram. He's a Bay Area clothing designer. He got some fly-ass, fresh-ass uh, merchandise. Y'all check him out, Undisputed, on Instagram. Um, I remember they were all there already. Um, I get there with mom and we all link up. We say, what's up? We're waiting on little Kayla. Now we're in the, um, we're back, not even backstage. We're in the artist parking lot, um, in the, in the back of the Oracle Coliseum. So we're in the artist parking lot. We walk to the venue. Now, mind you, all of this is on YouTube. The visual, the visual is on YouTube. You can search Rolling Loud with little Kayla. Search Rolling Loud with Lil Kayla, and you will be able to see the visual of this on YouTube. Shout out Jordan Carter for documenting. Not Jordan Carter, Jordy Carter. Shout out Jordy Carr. Jordy Carr, excuse me. Shout out Jordy Carr for being the cameraman that day. Now, his footage is on YouTube. Search Rolling Loud with Lil Kayla on YouTube. Um, we're walking into the venue. We get in search. We get through uh, T 
TSA. <laughs> we get through TSA because that's what they were acting like. And uh, all of the artists that perform at Rolling Loud, they're staged in the owner's suites of the Oakland Athletics Coliseum. Now, where the Oakland A's play baseball at, the owner's suites is where they would have, uh, where they had Lil Kayla's dressing room next to Cash Doll's dressing room, which is next to uh, Lil Sky's dressing room, which is next to Chief Keith's dressing room, which is next to, you know, so on and so on, Juice World and so on, Lil Wayne, Rich the Kid. Like, we're all on the same level. So, walking into the room, Walking into the room, into Lil Kayla's dressing room, she's not with us. She's still on her, she's still on her way to the venue. Um, we walk in Lil Kayla's dressing room. They got a fucking box of Packwood. Shout out Packwoods. Um, they had did a whole little kit. I think it was like twelve Backwoods with her her name on there, her face, and you know they did their thing with her. They had the snack bar lined out. I couldn't wait for Lil Kayla to pull up because I was hungry as fuck and I was broke as fuck and I wanted to get to that snack bar, but I wasn't finna open. I wasn't finna touch shit until she said it was good. <laughs> so I couldn't wait for her to motherfucking pull up, nigga, because I was hungry than a bitch and I was broke than a bitch. And you know shit at Rolling Loud is like $100 for a bottle of water. So, nigga fuck nah i'm already in this bitch as a starving artist nigga i ain't supposed to be here <laughs> i'm already in this bitch as a starving artist i ain't supposed to be here so you feel me they they like they laid it out real good for her man gave rolled out the red carpet for little kayla and entourage and you know we were just in the owner suite just looking at the baseball field i'm just soaking everything in everybody's talking to the celebrities uh talking to Lil Skies, moms and everybody else is talking to Lil Skies and Cash Doll and everybody next door. And because all you have to do is just peep through a curtain and you, you, you're in the next owner suite and you can say what's up to the other rappers and their entourage and shit like that. I'm just sitting in the owner suite in the middle of the suite looking dead at the fucking stadium like, yo, I'm fucking here. Like, wow, this shit is incredible. My fucking dad played for the A's. Like, I used to be on that field as a baby, like just just all a real full circle moment for me. Like, yo, I'm not really supposed to be here. This shit is crazy. Like I'm in an owner's suite in the A stadium. Um, So if you didn't know, the concert is held in a parking lot of the Oracle where the Warriors used to play, where the Oakland A's played the concert. Is, they set up the stage in the parking lot. So there's sprinter vans running you from where the Oakland A's play from the baseball stadium to the stage, which is in the middle of the parking lot. And it's just so overwhelming for me. And I say overwhelming because it was so much work. It was so much work, man. Like it was everything I wasn't used to. I'm used to after I perform. I get off stage, I hop right off stage into the crowd and I walk to the bar. Now, mind you, this is what I do at every other show I've done because I did nothing but hole in the wall clubs throughout the Bay Area. Bullshit showcases. The biggest thing I probably did was like the Syphy. And, um, 
yeah, it was just like that. You know, it was just like that. So I'm used to doing shit like that. Small clubs, I perform, I get off stage, go get me a drink and watch other people perform, you know. But this, I'm not used to sprinter vans. I'm not used to owner suites. I'm not used to being in stadiums. I'm not used to being around other successful rappers. Like, dog, I'm standing next to Black Boy JB. I'm smoking fucking Juice World's wood. This nigga Pat Juice World passed me the wood. Said what's up. I hit it three times and pass it back. You feel me? Like, I'm not used to none of this shit. I'm not supposed to be here as a fucking starving artist. Like, I'm not supposed to be here smoking blunts with Juice World and fucking saying what's up to my mom talking to Cash Doll and shit. Like, wow, this shit was crazy to me. It was so mind blowing. But what it is, is, you know, you got to be really prepared. Artists, indie artists, you got to be prepared for big moments like that. And it was overwhelming for me because... I didn't have nothing valuable to bring to the table other than what I was performing. I didn't have any merchandise. I didn't have any music out. I didn't have like nothing. I didn't have anything other than the song that I performed that day. So that's why I was so overwhelming because I could not find a mix to get in. Like you got a network, but you have to have something to network. That was a perfect opportunity for me to be networking. But I was overwhelmed in the moment because I focused so much on the performance, killing the performance. And the actual show and networking starts once you get off stage. What are you going to do once you get off stage? Who are you going to approach? How are you going to approach them? What is it that you're going to talk about doing business with? Do you have a product? Do you have music? Like you, that's when the actual show starts. Fuck you performing. This is me telling myself in hindsight right now. I'm talking to the old me as a rapper getting ready to go perform at Rolling Loud. And this is something that indie artists, y'all need to pay attention to this. Also, don't just go out there and not have anything. Have you some merchandise? Have your music? If you don't have an album or a mixtape out, put your songs that you do have on music keys on computer keys just to pass them out to people have some business cards have some stickers some flyer anything anything that represents you and what you have going on because the networking starts after you perform you got all the backstage access so yeah take advantage of that and that's one thing that i did not do i focused so much on killing my performance i actually did that I fucking did that. Now, um, we'll 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 go back a little bit. Um, the sprinter vans, the sprinter vans are taking you from the stadium to the stage. Now, uh, little Kayla, she gets there. The police are harassing the fuck out of her. I don't know why. Little Kayla gets there not too long after we get into her um, dressing room. The police are fucking sweating the fuck out of her. I don't know why. They didn't even let her family back there. I don't even think they let her boyfriend back there. It was a crazy situation. We're all watching her fucking get harassed by the police while we're fucking in her dressing room. We're watching her through the windows get harassed by the police. It's crazy. And um, they finally let her in the venue. 
She comes to the dressing room. She checks in. She makes sure everybody's there. Uh, this is all on. This is all on camera. Also, Rolling Loud with Lil Kayla on YouTube. This is all on camera. Also, um, she checks in. She says, "Where's Cody? That's my name. If you fucking didn't know, I am that guy." So uh, she says, "Where's Cody?" She checks in, makes sure everybody's there, and we head from. Uh, we head from fucking the the owner's suites to the stage. Now, mind you, we got to run to the stage because the sprinter's going to take too long and we're going to miss our showtime. Um, so by the time we get to the stage, we running from the, the stadium, the baseball stadium to the stage. When we get there, they inform us that we missed our show set. They inform us that we missed our showtime. Now, mind you, all my homies are on live stream. They're on the Rolling Loud live stream. They're watching, waiting for us to come out. My family, they're on the Rolling Loud live stream. They're watching, waiting for us to come out. And, um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on fucking Instagram live also. I'm on Instagram live on my phone and Everybody heard and seen the Rolling Loud perform, not performer, promoters come up to us on my live and tell us that we can't perform. So as soon as they said that, I fucking cut the live off. I said, oh, shit, I hope these motherfuckers didn't hear this shit. How am I finna finesse this shit? Because the entire thing, the entire thing was me trying to fucking get y'all to fucking take me serious as a rapper. That was my entire thing with this. Like, I wanted this to be a moment to make people take me more serious. Like, I knew that y'all wasn't going to look into what song I performed that day or like they didn't. Nobody cared about that. I just wanted my town, my city, my peer group to take me more serious. So the next time I do put out a record, maybe you guys wouldn't hesitate to click play or or watch for a second to see if you like it, you know, because I'm I'm at the point to where people won't give me a chance. I was trying to work my way to a chance like, hey, he did Rolling Loud. So maybe fucking we'll try to, you know, like that type of shit. Like, hey, I fucking did Rolling Loud. So you might want to try to listen to my shit at some point, you know, like <laughs> don't fucking keep telling me about these niggas. Like, come on, man. I do music, too. I'm real humble with this shit. Like, people don't even know I do music and I be around them every fucking day. Because I don't talk about that shit. But, yeah, I cut the live off, man. I cut the fucking live off. I cut the live off. And now everybody's texting and calling me like, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Y'all supposed to be on stage right now. It's somebody else on stage. And I don't know what to say um, little Kayla, she's fucking giving them hell. She giving them hell. And it's not like giving them hell like she was being a bitch about it. It was like, yo, you told us this was our set time. We're here right now. And somebody else is on stage and y'all telling us that we can't perform because we missed our set time. It was a miscommunication. It was a miscommunication and definitely wasn't on little Kayla's behalf because we were there at one o'clock. We were there well before one o'clock. So, yeah, it was a miscommunication on behalf of Rolling Loud. 
and uh, it came down to Lil Kayla missing her set, which I would have been brought out on. So um, she's giving them hell about that. She's cussing they ass out. Like y'all told me this was my set time. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Like she letting them have it as she should have. She as she should have. She showing them where the miscommunication happened. And, you know, they still tell us that, you know, she can't perform. She can't go up. Somehow, some way, Lil Kayla made that happen. It was a guy in an orange sweater who is on the film. If y'all go watch Rolling Loud with Lil Kayla on YouTube right now, the guy in the orange sweater is who pulled the strings. He went back and whatever he did when he came back to us, he said, okay, you guys got five minutes. Now, mind you, I believe each artist's set time is 20 minutes at Rolling Loud. You get 20 minutes. Now, mind you, Lil' Kayla's set time went from 20 minutes to five. To five minutes. Ooh, okay. Okay, so now... Now, the contract comes into play. Because I'm supposed to perform... A verse and a hook from my song. Verse, hook, verse. Oh, excuse me. Hook, verse, hook from my song. Then go into Lil Kayla's songs and finish out her set like that. So now we're trying to think of what to do. You know, because this the set time went from 20 minutes to five minutes from the miscommunication. And... um you know, Lil Kayla, she's telling me, you know, you just go up there, you do you do your thing, you do your thing. She's not feeling it in no type of way. Like the promoters fucked her fucked her up, fucked her energy up, telling her that she missed her set time and she couldn't perform. And then she had to cuss their ass out and shit like that. So like they just really fucked with her energy that day to where she was just like didn't even want to go on stage anymore. Once she was allowed to go on stage, she was telling me, you know, you can do your thing, do your thing, go up there and do your thing. You know, we got the contract, so you go up there and do your thing. She, this is why I'm saying about how humble she is. She doesn't have, she didn't have to do none of that shit for me, man. Like, they were screaming her fucking name to the top of their fucking, to their lungs pop. We weren't even on stage yet. They see her behind stage. They're screaming Lil Kayla's name. I say, yo, are you crazy? They fucking here to see you. They don't want to fucking see my ass. I'm not going out there, Kayla. You go up there. We'll deal with our contract shit later. Like, it was to the point to where, you know, I gave a fuck about that contract. I did not want to be the reason... I didn't want to be feel like I was a reason that her set didn't go as planned because she threw a curveball in her own plans for me to bring me on and to bring me out during her set. You know, so <sighs> she was telling me, you know, you could go up there and do your thing. I know we got the contract and I'm just like, yo, fuck that contract. They here to see little Kayla. They're screaming your name right now. You going to go out there and you going to fucking body that shit. I was telling her how fucking amazing she looked. Like fucking she looked like a fucking superstar. Like a fucking superstar. 
she had like this orange outfit on and I think like some white shoes and stuff. And like she looked like a fucking star, man. She looked like she was supposed to be there. Me, I'm not supposed to be there. We'll deal with the contract later. But you go fucking body this shit. And, um, you know, she she calmed down and she said, OK, we're going to fucking do this. We're going to fucking do this. And um, I don't know what was going on on the live. The live stream was on. My homies was watching it still. I stopped responding to everybody. I didn't respond no more. I just kept everybody on alert. Um, and everybody was really tuned in because at this point, um, it looked like we weren't going to perform at this point. And I didn't tell nobody, hey, we're still working on this stuff. So all you heard if you were watching my Instagram live was um, you guys aren't going to perform. You missed your showtime and I cut the live off. So if you were watching that, you would probably think that, OK, it's not going to happen maybe this nigga was capping <laughs> because I was doing a lot of posting about Rolling Loud, about uh, what time we're going to go on, about little Kayla, everything she had going on around Rolling Loud. Like, yeah, I was doing, I was doing a whole lot. I was doing a whole lot. So, um, you know, the time came, the time came and they're calling for Lil' Kayla to come out on stage. Now, mind you, uh, the DJ doesn't know I'm being brought out during her set. So, <laughs> Lil' Kayla, she's walking up the stairs backstage to go on the stage. Um, everybody who came for her set, like uh, Jordy Carr, the cameraman, uh, Jordan Carter, uh, another popular Bay Area artist, um undisputed i think he dressed little kayla that day he's a clothing designer they were all following behind kayla walking up the stairs now mind you uh the security lets everybody go and he blocks me once it's my turn to start walking up the stairs now kayla and everybody else they're on stage at this point the security is a big big hefty nigga big hefty nigga like, dog, I have no, like, there's no way that I'm going to get through you. I don't even have an entourage to fight with you to get through you. So, like, there's no way I'm going to fucking win this fight. There's no fucking way. I'm just begging him, like, dog, I'm supposed to perform before her. I'm opening for her. Like, that's my song that's playing. And I'm backstage. My fucking song is playing. And I'm trying, I'm fighting with security, trying to juke moving like I'm Adrian Peterson or some shit. And I fucking, I fucking wiggle my way through there. Little Kayla screaming, fucking let him through. Let him through. Let him through. He's performing. Let him through. Like, I hear all of this going on. And I'm just like, yo, I'm talking to security. Like, just, just like this. Like, yo, man, that's, that's my song, man. I'm supposed to perform real quick. I, I'm just trying to go do my thing real quick, and I'm going to get out y'all way. Uh, he lets me through, finally. Uh, <laughs> I run on stage, and that's what you guys see um, is the footage that you guys see of us on stage at Rolling Loud. This is all what happened leading up until that moment. Now, <laughs> 
you guys see what happened. You guys see the performance. Um, now, once we get off stage, shout out Jordy, Jordy Carr because the footage is all on YouTube. Once we get on stage, before we get on stage and after we get off stage, um, they come and tell us we got backstage access and whoop, whoop, whoop. Everybody's high, high fiving, giving hugs, happy hugs, because, you know, we didn't think that this was going to happen like this. You know, especially once they told us that we weren't going to perform anymore. We didn't think that was going to happen like that. We went up there. We fucking bodied it. Uh, I remember my mom said a prayer for little Kayla when she was <laughs> when she was telling them about the miscommunication. My mom was in the corner praying and stuff like it was a lot going on, man. It was a lot going on. But that's what happened leading up until that footage that y'all see of us on stage. Um, we get off stage. Little Kayla does an interview with Shay Diddy. That interview is on YouTube also. It's like uh, different colored towels around the wall. The walls is like different colors and stuff. I'm standing behind the camera that's recording them. So you won't see me. You won't even know that I'm in the room. But I was there. Um, she bodied her interview. It was a dope ass interview. Dope ass performance. Like they were fucking screaming her fucking name. They were fucking with little Kayla so much that they were fucking with me. Like, they were bobbing and dancing and grooving to my shit. They had never fucking heard that shit a day in their fucking life. They were fucking with Lil' Kayla so much that they actually gave me a chance, man. They actually gave me a chance and was fucking with my music because they fucked with Lil' Kayla so much. And, yo, man, it was fucking surreal, man. Like, meeting Chief Keef, Tato, Mozzie, fucking... Like Black Boy JP JB, excuse me, Black Boy JB. Uh, goddamn, like Juice World smoking a backwood with Juice World. Goddamn, all of these niggas, man. I'm meeting everybody who's somebody that day, and all I can say is, "What's up, bro? Big fan." I didn't even take pictures with nobody because, like, what the fuck? Y'all don't like the internet's not gonna care. I went specifically to make the internet take me more serious in my rapping career. That's why I specifically went to Rolling Loud. It wasn't to, it wasn't even to make fucking connections, even though that's what you're supposed to be doing. I did it just to make sure that the next time I drop something, maybe you guys will give it a chance because like, hey, I fucking went and did Rolling Loud without you guys' support. Without you guys clicking my links or clicking my videos or sharing my music like, hey, I fucking got to do Rolling Loud. So somebody's fucking with me. Like, maybe y'all should give me a chance type shit. So that's uh, how that happened, man. And y'all can see from the footage on YouTube, from the footage on YouTube, um, how lit it was after we got off stage, after our performance, uh, running around with. Uh, Jordy Carr and Lil' Kayla meeting all of these celebrities and rappers and everything like that. I'm just staying to myself real quiet. I fucking, um, I felt like a weirdo. Like, I felt like Lil' Kayla probably would think I'm like a weirdo following them around. She don't know me. I'm not talking to nobody. Like, 
I, my, the person I fucking brought was my mom and she's gone at this point. So now it's just me following little Kayla and her crew around. Like, so I felt like a weirdo. Like I what didn't belong because, you know, I didn't want her to think like, why this nigga following me? Go fucking network. <laughs> so that's what I did at the uh, at the end of the night. Like just I would break. I would be with little Kayla and them for a second. Then I'd break away from the group and just walk through the crowd and watch the show with the crowd. Because being backstage with all the celebrities was extremely overwhelming for me. It was overwhelming because I did nothing to be there like I did nothing leading up until that point to feel like I should be there I didn't have any music I didn't have any merchandise I had a few good songs but yeah it was just like you know make sure you prepare for the moment if I could do it all over again and talk to my younger self I would tell myself you know make sure you're prepared for the moment go with merchandise Go with uh, music on keys, even if you don't have a project or album, just put one song on a key and pass it to somebody. If I'm walking past fucking Future or Travis Scott, like I'm around all of these motherfuckers the entire weekend. And I fucking didn't do any type of networking. So, yeah, I didn't even bring the right person. I should have brought somebody who would push me as an artist I brought my mom because I wanted my parents to feel proud of their their kid. You know, like you got to see me perform in front of 45,000 people. Now, if I never, ever make it big and rap, never make a check off a of rap. You got to see me perform in front of a stadium full of people, not even a stadium, a festival, 45,000 people, the biggest festival to this day. Um. I did that and I did that in front of my parents. So I know I made them proud that day and that made me feel good about myself as an artist, as a, a human being, just making my parents genuinely happy about something that takes so much of my energy and my time. Like that shit took a lot out of me, man. But it, it definitely made my parents feel good and they were proud of me for that. So, you know, um, I didn't bring me saying bring the right person. I didn't bring in my mom wasn't the right person because I needed to bring somebody who would move as a a manager. Like the way that I was doing, I was too cool for school out there. I was in the crowd watching the show with the people who bought tickets. Like I didn't even watch the show backstage. I watched the show with the people who bought tickets. So I went to the crowd. I told little Kayla, hey, it's a... This shit kind of overwhelming for me. This shit kind of too much. I got to go watch the show at the crowd. So, um, yeah, just bring the right person. Bring somebody who's going to push you and market you as if they're your manager, even if they're not. Uh, make sure that you bring merchandise. Bring shit to pass out. Bring merchandise. Bring music. Make sure that you prepare it because I definitely wasn't. I, I was prepared to be on stage, but I wasn't prepared for what I needed to do after I got off stage. That's the biggest thing in all of this. I think that's the key to take away from this because you can throw yourself, you can throw money at anybody at any time and they might just bite on it. But you know, if you're not fucking ready, if you're not fucking ready for the moment, it will show. 
It didn't show when I was on stage, but it showed afterwards. Because, like, I prepared my, like, I always do all my shows alone. I'm not on stage with anybody. That would be the only time that you see me on stage with anybody is at Rolling Loud with Lil' Kayla. I do all my shows solo dolo. Shit, I go to shows solo dolo. Like, I train myself to not need anybody. So, <clears throat> yeah, man, just be prepared, man. Just be prepared. Because, yeah, I definitely wasn't prepared. It was extremely overwhelming for me um, as an artist. And if I could do it all over again, I definitely would. And I would be much more strategic about the way that I go about it, you know, because. Yeah, man, it was crazy. It was crazy emotions. Like I remember fucking I was getting into it with my homies because I thought they didn't believe in me because, you know, everybody around me was telling me, you know, little Kayla's finna scam me for my money and she's not even finna respond to me after she get the money and I'll never fucking perform at Rolling Loud and that's too big of an opportunity. Like, I was falling out with a lot of people around me because I just needed nothing but positivity that entire week. I needed nothing but positive energy because, yeah, she could have fucking finessed me if she wanted to. She could have fucking took the money and stopped responding if she wanted to. Because, like, shit, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. That was always an option. Like, she could have did that at any point. Like, we probably had two rehearsals before Rolling Loud, two or three rehearsals. But that was the week of Rolling Loud. Now... Um, we had did the contract, uh, probably like weeks before, weeks before Rolling Loud, probably like two weeks before. I'm not even going to make it seem like it was a month in advance. It was weeks before the concert. So, you know, she had more than enough time to finesse me and she didn't, she was extremely humble and she held her word and she did her shit and fucking drew me up a contract to make me feel better about it like nah this is actually going down so you know i was falling out with my peoples man like shit i don't need y'all to tell me that she gonna finesse me if she do it she's gonna do it but fucking just give me positive energy right now so i was falling out with everybody i cared about man but that was it was a crazy time for me it was a crazy time for me. I'm sure for her, too. I'm sure for her, too, because that was a big moment for her career. But, you know, she's done countless Rolling Louds. She's done countless Rolling Louds, got millions and millions of plays and streams. Like, you know, I have years and years, probably a decade to go before I've reached that type of level of results from what I do in music. I got a lot of work to put in before I start to see any of those type of results. So just her sharing her platform with me, sharing moments with me like that and still allowing me to, uh, you know, involve her in my brand as far as enough talk running clothing. To this day, I'm extremely thankful for little Kayla, man, because she gave me the biggest opportunity of my career and music and now she's helping me as a clothing designer she's helping me as a clothing designer so may 
well, y'all, y'all done seen me at Rolling Loud. Y'all seen my, y'all seen me perform at Rolling Loud. Y'all seen Chunky wearing my clothes at Rolling Loud. So I was gonna say maybe y'all see my clothing at Rolling Loud, but that already happened. It happened this year too. So big ups to that. Big ups to Chunksters. Go get them chili cheese. No chili. Excuse me. Chili Smee's fries at Vegan Mob, Oakland, California. Y'all go get them. But yet yeah, we're coming up on a sixty-minute mark. I'm out of here. This was Rolling Loud with Lil Kayla on YouTube. So, yeah, man, I just wanted to end this with uh, thank yous. I want to say thank you to Lil Kayla for um, involving herself with my brand, Nuff Talk Running Clothing, allowing me, well, giving me the biggest opportunity of my career in rap, allowing me to share the stage with her in front of 45,000 people at Rolling Loud's festival. Um, shout out to Jordy Carr. Y'all go check him, subscribe to him on YouTube and watch, uh, Rolling Loud with Lil Kayla, um, for all the behind the scenes footage of everything that I was just speaking on. You can actually watch it and not listen to me talk about it. So shout out to Jordy Carr, shout out Nuff Talk Running Podcast, shout out, um, Nuff Talk Running Clothing. Y'all go get Melly Mel the Mobsters. Never too late to get your shit together. And shout out. Uh, y'all make sure y'all go get that uh, Young and Turn by Lil' Kayla on all platforms also. Um, yeah, man. These my dogs, man. These are my homies. Like, can't nobody get me to say nothing bad about Lil' Kayla, man. I'm forever indebted to Lil' Kayla and her brand. Forever. I'm forever thankful. So that's the homie. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys some quick audio real quick because I'm going to do a visual breaking down the YouTube footage of uh, us at Rolling Loud also. But I had to do something for Spotify. So here it is. That was my time at Rolling Loud with Lil Kayla. And uh yeah, it was just extremely overwhelming, man. It was overwhelming, and I wasn't ready for the moment, but I did actually go up there and kill my set. I'm happy I did that, and I didn't let nobody down. So, salute. Enough talk. Niggas speaking on my name, where them niggas at? Had to spin a sucker hood down, spin it back. Fuck a rap politic and we ain't none of that. Round here, you get it took, you don't get it back. Hold up, got that bitch on my hip like a fanny pack. And can't no bitch get me lip, better know how to act. And I'ma sip on this red, I ain't got to act. You little irritating bitch, you like collar prat. And I'ma keep on it best until I get it back. See when your merch hit for million, ain't got a rap. And I'ma shot when I land, I ain't got a pack. And y'all swimming in this water, got a lot of that. Hold up, bad bitch falling through, I just sent a addy. Got this shit going up like I'm in a addy. Send a cup around your way, he gon' get it cracking. Boy, I'm way out that stay gon' send a package. I got mud in a Gerber like similar. You got a very large amount, gon' send me that. My ex bitch are doing bad, tryin' get me back. And like I playin' you with soap and have plenty racks. Hold up, but if you don't bust it open, what you here for, little Kimpo? See, I like bad bitches, pussy poppin' like Pimpo. My only life go get money, shit simple. I fuckin' bad bitches like fuckin' on no bimbos. Speaking on my name, where them niggas at? Had to spin a sucker hood down, spin it back. Fuck a rap politic and we ain't none of that. Round here, you get it took, you don't get it back. Hold up, got that bitch on my hip like a fanny pack. And can't no bitch get me lip, better know how to act. And I'ma sip on this red, I ain't got to act. You little irritating bitch, you like collar prat. 
I move with the pack, no fanny. Your sis wanna throw me that fanny. No kids, but she call a nigga daddy, and he mad. I don't care, bitch. Fuck it, baby daddy. He don't know me, but I'm always in his conversation. If I pull up in your hood, then I'm calculating. If the police catch me, then I'm getting violated. I finesse a bitch and play her like a violin. Gotta have my weed every day, that's my vitamins. Tripping for the green, so be cool or we get violent. You broke, then be quiet. No need to discuss prices. My business is priceless. I trap where it's trifling. If you don't bust it open, what you here for? Look here for. I like bad bitches getting money and some nymphos. Nut on her face, put my kids on her depo. Pack in the air, I'ma catch a George Kiddo. Speaking on my name, where them niggas at? Had to spin a sucker hood down, spin it back. Fuck a rap politic and we ain't none of that. Round here, you get it took, you don't get it back. Hold up.